Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Oh, what up, fam? What, 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 what? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. It's me, your host, Nick. This is Nick's Nerd News. And today is November 3rd. We're in November, folks. We're in the end game now. <laughs> no, the end game of 2021, that is. This dumpster fire of a year. Dumpster fire 2.0, if you ask me. After the dumpster fire of 2020. But we got some good movies and games this year, though. I will give it that. So at least that way we could spend the time of not enjoying as much as we could the year before. I don't know, did you guys have a good year? I, I turned 30 this year, so... A uh, bit of a turning point, really. And I I don't know, man. You know, it's like it's like you hit you hit a crossroads and things start to happen and changes and a lot of shit goes on. A lot of shit goes on. And confusion and 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 and, and I, I just I I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's not talk about that stuff. You're not here for that stuff. You're here for fun. You're here for games and movies and TV and nerd shit. And hey, uh, as always, don't forget to check out uh, the, my partners and friends over at the 101 League. We do uh, FGC nights on Thursdays. We do Super Smash Ultimate on Fridays and Super Smash Melee on Saturdays. We had one of our best Melee turnouts on last Saturday. We had uh, some ranked players, like ranked uh, in California for Super Smash Melee. They killed it. Uh, that was a fun day. Of course, we're, we're going to be doing it all again this week. Um, the 101 League, check them out on Discord, on Twitch, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, on on uh, smash.gg slash the 101 League, you can sign up for tournaments. Uh, check us out on streaming on on Fridays and Saturdays at twitch.com slash the one twitch.tv slash the 101 league great place great great time to hang out fun we of course commentate on the matches I also talk about shit I talk about here so so it's it's all good fun all in good fun and uh, just kick back and and have fun that's what it's about that's what it's about. How you know you can like, share, subscribe, do all that fun, interesting things. But, but let's uh, let's just get into it, huh? Let's just 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 get into it. Let's let's hop in. And the first thing I want to talk about is the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which surprisingly is a ton of fun. It is so much fun. It's also a very gorgeous game. The soundtrack is amazing. Of course, we went over it. And it, it actually plays very smoothly. And I'm about halfway through. I'm about halfway through the game. And it's got a really engaging story. It, it uh, apparently takes place about 10 years after like a big war uh, between Nova, the Nova Corps, and Thanos' forces. And very interesting story plot wise uh apparently thanos is nowhere to be seen and uh allegedly killed by drax 
allegedly, allegedly, and and uh, when you play the game, you'll you'll understand why I'm saying that. Um, so there's not really spoilers there, and you get to interact with a lot of of characters from the Marvel universe and from uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy storyline. But uh, of course, some major players are missing. But hey, that that's the point. They want you to focus on, you know, the core team. You know, I, I waxed poetic a, a months ago when they first showed off the characters how I didn't really care for the character designs. Uh, some of them are growing on me. Rocket, I still do not like. Groot is fine. Uh, they do have different... Uh, you, you, there is unlockable costumes, though, so I, I do enjoy that. You can actually get the costumes from the movie, uh, which is actually really cool as well, and the different comics from the storylines, and they actually give you the lore behind it, which they've started to do lately in... in uh, games like that. I mean, I, it did start with the Batman Arkham games. They started doing that with, with the, the different outfits you could wear. And I said, the gameplay is really smooth. It's actually really fun. It is varied. And uh, the way you can use your different, uh, the, the Guardians in different ways to attack. And you can level them up and they get new attacks and things like this. It's, it, it is not a game. the game I was expecting. After the absolute trash that was... Uh, the Avengers game from Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics, which we'll talk about in a, a little bit too. You know, I, I didn't have high hopes from this Square Enix Marvel game, but Eidos Montreal knocked it out of the fucking park. I will tell you that. Solid 9 out of 10. And and it's it's damn near perfect. And just, I, I the voice cast is a little strange to me. And it, it is funny. The writing is amazing, though. And I, I actually found a meme template that I'm surprised hasn't made the rounds on the internet yet. That's a It's Drax, like, wearing glasses, reading a book that I saw in the game. That, But it, it, there are some other things that I they don't make entirely sense to me just yet. And that that's why I, I have just minor, minor issues. And there are some things that are a little janky, like uh, face animations and things like that are not not perfect uh, for everything else that's so polished in the game. And, and there are some graphical hiccups to be expected, though. It's 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 OK. They, these are minor things I'm complaining about, really. Uh, the, otherwise, the story's well written. The characters are well written. Uh, the story of Star-Lord is a little different. Their, their take on like. The different races is also very interesting, and it's, in general, the art design in this game is amazing. Like, if, if they do release an art book, this is an art book that I would definitely 100% want to purchase. Just because, like I said, every everything is so pretty in this game. And it's, it's fun to play, and there's a lot of things going on that you can unlock, and abilities. It's Overall, it's just a, a, a unexpectedly fun and great game. And, and if, if, if it does well, I hope it gets like a sequel, um, of course, if, if there's the potential of it, or DLC at least, which I would 1000% welcome. Uh, that was not the only game that came out last week that I was playing, though. Uh, Age of Empires 4 also came out and got that on Game Pass. It is very fun, but it's also a very safe move. Uh, granted, you know, no one expected them to go balls of the wall crazy with um with 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 what with age of empires 4 right and 
obviously it takes advantage of the new technology and new things and there's a lot more going on with it and it it's uh the story is way more immersive when i say immersive i mean it's more engaging and more historical it, it teaches more than than your average game or uh, game based in history or things like that and that that's what i enjoy um it plays out more like a history channel program which not exactly a fan of the history channel just in in the way they twist things but obviously microsoft is not I, I can't say they're not because I, I don't know. And, and you know, they, they do, of course, have a encyclopedia program themselves in Carta. So you'd wonder if they would actually base it in fact and things like that. So it, it's one to wonder. But it is fun. I put about three hours into that and uh, plan, of course, to play more. I'm playing the campaign. It's uh, nice to, to get back into the swing of that game. Um, very different from, from the first three, of course. And all the other games that Ensemble made, of course, Ensemble's not making it, but it, it is fun, but again, it is safe. Um, it would be a 7 out of 10 if I were, if I were to rate it. I'm not going to wax poetic. I'm going to use that one a lot today. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about it just because it, it doesn't change much from the past when it comes to other Age of Empires games, other other RTS games. It It is very safe, but it opens the door to a new future of them. And I, I hope we see more RTS games in the future come back out again. I hope uh, Age of Empires V comes out or maybe another Age of Mythology. Who knows? Maybe a Rise of Nations reboot in the works as well. But definitely, definitely love Age of Empires IV. Um, I'm happy I got it on Game Pass because I don't know if I necessarily would have paid full price for it at, at launch. Um, but maybe would have waited a little bit. Uh, that is it for new games this week. Next week, of course, we have Jurassic World Evolution 2 and Forza Horizon 5. Probably won't be talking about those on next week's podcast, um, just because they do come out on Tuesday, so I, I don't think I'll have enough time to really talk about either one um, when it comes to it on 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 Tuesday um, or on Wednesday. I'm going to try and preload Forza because it is in Game Pass, and of course I'll, I'll have it, so that way it's loaded. And then I can just pop in the disc and play it on Tuesday um, or through Game Pass regardless. Uh, but that is something I'm going to try and, and get done. Um, like I said, on, on I'll try and have some Forza talk on, on Wednesday. Probably won't have Jurassic World Evo for two weeks. Uh, then, of course, after that, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Uh, Shining Diamond and Brilliant, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Um, and those will be the last couple things before Halo Infinite comes out in December. So, again, just uh, keep your eyes to the ground and ears to the sky for that. Um, here's a follow-up on Activision, which we've been quietly, of course, monitoring for the last few months here. A new announcement from them. They have uh, announced... That uh, So, Activision CEO Bobby Kotick has announced that they are going to be instituting a zero-tolerance harassment policy. And um, also a 50% increase in the percentage of women and non-binary people employed by the company. They're going to invest in diversity, a wavering of required arbitration of sexual harassment and discrimination claims. 
They want to increase visibility on pay quality and quarterly progress updates. Uh, Kodak has also stated he is going to take a massive pay cut uh, until everything is resolved. Granted, he just got a fucking massive payout a few months back, so that's a little disingenuous there. Uh, this was an open letter that was published la last week, and Bobby Kodak said the following, quote, In the past, when we discovered and substantiated harassment, we terminated some employees and provided verbal or written warnings or different disciplinary actions to others. In retrospect, to achieve our goals for workplace excellence, this approach is no longer adequate. We need tougher rules and consistent monitoring across the entire company to make sure reports are being handled correctly and discipline is appropriate and swift. In many other instances of workplace misconduct, we will no longer rely on written warnings. Termination will be the outcome, including in most cases of harassment based on any legally protected category. Um, unquote. Uh, essentially going on, they're, they're taking things very seriously from now on. Um, they're also going to be taken, uh, they're taking $250, $250 million to invest in the company. Um, and it's over five years and it said, quote, each franchise team, business unit and functional area will be expected to have plans to help fulfill this ambition. Um, accelerate opportunity. It will also be used to quote, accelerate opportunities for diverse talent, unquote. And they followed up with quote. This commitment includes inspiring diverse talent to pursue career opportunities in gaming through an ABK Academy that includes partnerships with colleagues and technical schools serving underrepresented communities, mentorships for participants, and a rotating apprenticeship program that leads to game development jobs similar to programs we began within the United, the United Negro College Fund and Management Leadership for Tomorrow, unquote. So they're... they're hopefully really putting their money where their mouth is and and are going to actively make sure this happens. Kodak says it well. Uh, he did follow up his letter finally with, quote, specifics on how these measures will be implemented and tracked will be forthcoming. I truly wish not a single employee had hurt an experience at work that resulted in, or had had an experience at work that resulted in hurt, humiliation, or worse. And to those who were affected, I sincerely apologize. You have my commitment that we will do everything possible to honor our values and create the workplace every member of this team deserves. Your experiences, so courageously shared, serve as reason and reminder for why it is so important for us to do better, and we will, unquote. So, let's take a look uh, to see what happens. His pay reduction amounts to about $62,000. Uh, he's not going to take bonuses or equity as well. Um, and, uh, oh, so that's going to be his salary. Shit. I mean, he's still a millionaire already, but um, he's going to keep that salary until the board has determined that all the company's gender-related goals and commitments have been achieved. That's a big thing. I hope they really invest all that money. Um, but we'll see how it all plays out of course, in the coming months and coming years. We'll see how that happens. Anyway, I who knows? Um, do want to talk about the uh, PSN Plus and Xbox Live Games with Gold this month. 
Uh, for November, it's Moving Out, Kingdom Two Crowns, Rocket Knight, and Lego Batman Two DC Superheroes on Games with Gold. And then over on PSN Plus, you have First Class Trouble and Knockout City, which are for both PS4 and PS5. Kingdoms of Am Amalar, Re-Reckoning on PS4. And then The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, The Persistence, and Until You Fall for PSVR. Um, so that uh, is for the PSVR's 5th anniversary. They're giving away th uh, three PSVR games. Um, and, oh, that's not good. Um, some other major things going on. Uh, PlayStation has announced that when they release their games on PC, they're going to be using a new PlayStation PC label. No surprise there. Um, Amy Hennig, the, the woman behind the Uncharted games and her new studio, Skydance, uh, finally announced what their new project will be, and it will be a Marvel Avengers or Marvel game of some sort. We don't know if it will be Avengers or not, uh, but it looks like we're having like a, a renaissance of Marvel games, if you will. Um Obviously, with the Insomniac Spider-Man games, then they're making Wolverine. Had a bit of a dip there with uh, Avengers. But, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy is a, a nice big uptick there as well. Um, Cyberpunk is hitting another snag as their free DLC and updates have been delayed until 2022. I just, I don't know what CD Projekt Red is doing, man. I, I don't know what they're doing or why they cannot get their shit straight. But just, that game had so much potential. So much potential. Um, if you were planning on going to PAX South at any point in time in the future, well, uh, cancel your plans. As PAX South has been indefinitely canceled. And uh, according to ReadPop, the company behind it, and the PAX team said, quote, while each of our other events has flourished, some of them drawing hundreds of thousands of attendees from around the world, PAX South hasn't expanded and to some extent has remained the same show that it was when we opened it in 2015. Faced with that reality and compounded by the impact of COVID-19, we have made the difficult, difficulty decision to bring PAX South to an end for the foreseeable future. Um, unquote. So... Yeah, no more PAX South in San Antonio. Looks like it's just not working out anymore. Um, it was supposed to come back next year, but it looks like it might come down maybe in the future. But as of right now, do not expect it next year or the probably the year after. Uh, looks like it's more than likely canceled for quite a while. Um of course, the first, first PAX started in 2004. That's the Penny Arcade Expo, uh, and it's been going strong ever since. Uh, PAX West did happen this year as an in-person event, and we'll see if PAX East happens next year. Uh, but Penny Arcade Expo, always a big event. Looks like PAX South, though, wasn't doing it. Um, meanwhile... Uh, Microsoft and Sega have announced a new strategic alliance partnership. What this means, don't know. But Sega is going to be producing games, apparently, on Microsoft's Azure cloud platform. And uh, in this new press release, um, it's part of a, quote, super game initiative. Uh, 
unquote. Uh, and it says, quote, this proposed alliance represents Sega looking ahead. And by working with Microsoft to anticipate such trends as they accelerate further in future, the goal is to optimize development processes and continue to bring high quality experiences to players using Azure cloud technologies, unquote. And that was from Sega. Um, apparently this was... Uh, similar to the Microsoft and Sony agreement that was made in 2019. Uh, they're using the Microsoft Cloud Platform. A lot of people, of course, have been thinking that Microsoft was going to buy Sega, and it looks like it was mainly just a partnership between them for cloud computing. And then uh, some more news here out of Blizzard and Activision. Um... Blizzard will be launching a new community council in the world of Warcraft. The council has spoken. <laughs> um, it is going to be led by uh, making the voice... Uh, its its focus is to make the voice of all WoW players heard. Uh, you can submit applications now to join the council. Um, and it requires you to start state your areas of interest and expertise within World of Warcraft... So they make sure they want to get a wide range of players, and obviously people who know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, they did say, quote, Player feedback impacts all aspects of the game. And with a si such a wide range of opinions, playstyles, and interests out there, gathering and understanding feedback is more important than ever. To help further our efforts in this area, we're introducing the WoW Community Council. This program will add another venue for communication between players and WoW developers, our goal is to gather more detailed feedback on all aspects of World of Warcraft from players around the world with a wide range of backgrounds and interests, unquote. Obviously, this is in response to everything that's been going on at Blizzard. And, of course, uh, a lot of assets and things have been removed from the game due to them being associated with problematic individuals at the company. Um, meanwhile, though, at the same time, it was announced that Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 have both been delayed uh, to unknown points in time. It looks like they will not meet their expected 2022 release dates, which I'm sure will be unfortunate to hear for some. Um, and meanwhile, at the same time, uh, co-lead of Blizzard, Jen O'Neill, is stepping down from her position and leaving the company. Uh, O'Neill and Mike O'Bara took over as co-leaders of Blizzard following J. Allen Brack's resignation in August. Um, of course, he was uh, one of the people named in the lawsuit from the state of California, um, meaning Mike Ibarra, uh, former head of Xbox Studios, uh, will now be in charge of, of Blizzard, effective immediately. Um, O'Neill uh, essentially started as the head of Vicarious Visions, a company owned by Blizzard as well. Um, and uh, she's been with working with Activision and Vicarious Visions for more than 20 years. Um, and she did say, this is her quote, I am doing this not because I'm without hope for Blizzard, quite the opposite. I'm inspired by the passion of everyone here, working towards meaningful, lasting change with their whole hearts. This energy has inspired me to step out and explore how I can do more to have games and diversity intersect and hopefully make a broader industry impact that will benefit Blizzard and other studios as well, unquote. Interesting. Very interesting. We'll see how this all plays out. Uh, Bobby Kotick made statements. Mike Ibarra, of course, takes over. Um, 
but it's uh, something to follow for sure over the future and how it affects Blizzard moving forward as well. If you are a player of Harry Potter, Harry Potter Wizards Unite, uh, just be aware the game will be shutting down in 2022. And if you are looking to get into the game, download it now before you're unable to download it again after December. But I don't actually know any people that play it. I know people that still play Pokemon Go. They're both made by Niantic, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it will cease to function early next year. Uh, if you don't remember, we talked about Netflix launching their own gaming service uh, earlier this year. In the beginning, it was only really available in Europe and things like that. Well, uh, as of today, it has been expanded into 190 countries. Yes, 190 countries. That's most of the world. Uh, which now includes the U.S. and Canada. Um, you will still be required to have an Android smartphone or tablet to play these games. It's not something you can play on your TV. And it started rolling out to the app, yeah, today. And you can download get Netflix games from the Google Play Store because of your Netflix account. Um, this includes Stranger Things 3, the game. Uh, but you can't use a controller or a mobile controller, which kind of sh is shitty. Um, and some other things. But that is now available in the U.S. and Canada um, surprising we weren't one of the first. Let me see. Uh, Xbox and Adidas announced another new shoe that launches to tomorrow. Uh, this one is inspired by the Xbox 360. And this is actually a, a, a Star Wars Adidas or X Star Wars. This is an Xbox Adidas shoe that I would actually want to own. It's very sleek looking. Uh, it's, it's white. Uh, it's got green accent marks. It's got things that look like the 360 logo. The 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 it's a mid height. Uh, it's a mid sole shoe, um, and uh, mid top. Excuse me. And the strap on it looks like the disc drive. Um, I cannot wait for this thing. I really want them. Unfortunately, they did not give. Um, they did not give a, a uh, let me think. Sorry, they did not give a price. Um, but it drops tomorrow at 7 a.m. Uh, I can't wait to get them. They're fucking sick looking. They're actually really cool looking. I hope they're not super expensive because I actually want those and would wear those everywhere. Finally, some good-looking ones. And then, uh, final gaming story. I said we would talk about this. Uh, is in regards to Square Enix and Avengers. And Square Enix uh, apparently had some uh, internal receptions to the game. And uh, this is from their annual report for 2021. President of Square Enix, uh, Yosuke Matsuda, that uh, while Avengers was a ambitious games as a service, uh, it was not as successful as the company would have liked. He said, quote, We overcame a variety of unexpected difficulties in the final phase of the game's development, including needing to transition to work from home due, the pan due to the pandemic. We were able to surmount these challenges and release the game, but it has unfortunately not proven as successful as we would have liked. Um, unquote. 
Uh, they said it also said, quote, mesh with the unique attributes and tastes of our studio's development teams, unquote. Um, and he also said, quote, nonetheless, taking on the games as a service model highlighted issues that we are likely to face in future game development efforts, such as the need to select game designs that mesh with the unique attributes and tastes of our studios and development teams. While the new challenge that we tackled with this title produced a disappointing outcome, we are certain that the games as a service approach will grow in importance as gaming becomes more service oriented, unquote. Apparently, a lot of people are saying this isn't a direct thing, but he pretty much is throwing shade at Crystal Dynamics saying like, yeah, they weren't really up to the skill set or challenge of making this game. And maybe they weren't the ones that should have made it. Um, I don't know what's, uh, I don't know. I mean, Square Enix also launched uh, Outriders or whatever it was that was also a games as a service. So I, I, I don't. I don't know. Square Enix, don't move to games as a service, please. That's all I ask. Uh, that's it for gaming. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about TV? Just a tiny bit, and we'll talk about what's new this month for streaming. Uh, Edgar Wright recently was being interviewed, and he said he wants to play the 14th Doctor if given the opportunity, uh, but more than likely would just love the chance to direct an episode. Be interesting to get a director as the Doctor. That'd be a first. Uh, we also found out who will star in the National Treasure reboot over at Disney+. Plus. Uh, Lizette Alexis will play the title character. No word yet on if it will tie into the films at all. Uh, the Simpsons announced a new Disney crossover. It showed Goofy and uh, Homer talking. And someone made a comment somewhere that said like it's like the Kingdom Hearts without the Kingdom Hearts. I don't know. Uh, but the biggest TV news, of course, this week was we finally got a trailer for The Book of Boba Fett. And boy, let me tell you, looks fucking good, boy. Looks fucking good. Boba Fett looks to have made some upgrades to his armor since we last saw him. It looks like we're going to have some, like, different things going on with, uh, like, crime lords and shit now that he's taken over for Jabba now that Jabba's dead looks uh, based off what I saw there's some really cool stuff they showed of Tatooine and things like that and new cities a lot of classic Star Wars races you got Twi'leks you got Clantuinians you got Ithorians you got Trandoshans um it looks like we're gonna have Slave One flying around we're gonna see a new city on uh, Tatooine that we've yet to see before in canon, so that that is something I'm excited to see. And what was the other thing? Um, no Rancor, though, surprisingly. There was a Bomar Monk, though, and it looks like there is going to be some... This is going to be more of a drama. I don't think this is going to be action-heavy. Granted, they did show off some cool shit of Tamara Morrison as Boba Fett, like wrecking dudes with a vibro axe. So <laughs> honestly, if we get that, then then I'm happy. And if we get a story of how he got out of the Sarlacc pit, I'll take that too, because there were some Tuscan Raiders shown off in the trailer. But it's Tatooine, so we'll see. As it looks to see that Boba Fett is trying to reclaim Jabba's empire for himself on Tatooine. Um, but of course, that show drops at the end of December. I'm still over here waiting for a Kenobi trailer. <laughs> uh, that is it for TV, though. 
Uh, what's new on streaming? Of course, I'm not going to go over everything. I do want to just talk about things that I think are going to be cool. Uh, on Netflix this month, you have 21 Jump Street, American Gangster, Last Action Hero, The Harder They Fall, the new movie from Regina King, that new Western movie starring Idris Elba. Uh, Narcos Mexico Season 3 drops later this month. Tiger King 2 drops later this month. And of course, live action Cowboy Bebop drops later this month. And we will be covering at least Tiger King and Cowboy Bebop on this show. Um, on Disney+, Plus, X-Men First Class is being added to the service. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will drop on November 12th. The new Home Alone movie. Uh, Marvel's Marvel Studios Disney Plus Day Special. Remember, this is like the Disney Plus anniversary they're calling it. Because it's like the second or third anniversary of Disney+. Plus. Uh, Olaf Presents, which looks hilarious, where it's Olaf retelling Disney movies. Uh, and of course, Hawkeye, with its two-episode premiere uh, later this month as well. And then HBO Max, uh, Caddyshack, Full Metal Jacket, The Bourne Trilogy, The Wolverine, Waiting, great fucking movie, and the new Will Smith movie based on the early lives of Venus and Serena Williams, King Richard. Uh, that will premiere on HBO Plus, HBO Max later this month. You must have the premium subscription uh, to HBO Max um, to be able to watch it. Just like if you wanted to watch Dune and any of the other theatrical releases uh, since HBO Max launched and they started putting day and date theatrical releases. That is it for streaming. Let's get into some movie news here. And of course we start with MCU news. The first of which, um, some Doctor Strange merch is leaked. And some people think that this is an indication of who the villain will actually be. I always say, do not trust. And I, 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 I mean this. Do not trust merchandise. It, it lies it doesn't necessarily lie maybe but it doesn't always tell the whole truth um like like lego sets always come out and they're always they're not always accurate um they embellish things or they take more things from the comics that tie in well uh a alleged leak of a puzzle of all things is hinting at shumagorath being the main villain of you know, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Do I really think that Shumagorath is going to be the villain? Is Marvel going to go all out and have the main villain be a tentacle monster? I don't know. I really don't know. I doubt it. I really do. But, who knows? I mean, they pretty much did it with Shang-Chi. Granted, he wasn't really the main villain. But, I don't think they're going to do that for... Doctor Strange too. I really don't think they're... I think they'd lose a lot of people if they do that. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe he'll just be a side villain. Um, Eternals comes out on Friday. And as of right now, its Rotten Tomatoes score is certified rotten. It is the lowest rated Marvel film to date. It is the lowest rated MCU movie to date. And coming off an Oscar win for a director to do this, especially for a Marvel movie, it's shocking. 
It's like at 53%. It's lower than Thor 2. Thor the Dark World. That that's telling you something. I'm I'm literally shocked that that a big movie like this with all these big characters and it like granted it's it you can tell it's different from every MCU movie that came before it. And a lot of the reviews I've seen from from critics and things have said like it's not it like it's a Marvel movie that's not trying to be a Marvel movie and I I think it will be too different for people and that that's the issue. I uh I don't know. I'm going to try and see it this weekend, so we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Uh, Joe Cornish has announced that Attack the Block 2, he hopes to start filming next year. Uh, Anna de Armas is in talks to join the John Wick spinoff, where she will play an assassin herself. I like that her stock in Hollywood is rising. I think she is a great actress. I think she proved her action skills in uh, James Bond No Time to Die. So, and she proved that she can be a great actress overall with, with Knives Out. So I'm very excited to see where her star goes uh, in the future. Um, and then just some minor things here. Uh, Gal Gadot has joined the Disney live-action Snow White film and will be playing the Evil Queen. A new role for her to play a villain. Um, Chris Pratt is now voicing Garfield as well. Like, what? what is going on? in the world of voiceover and animation films, that Chris Pratt is now playing Mario and Garfield. Like, Chris Pratt does not have that, like, curmudgeon thing that Garfield is known for. That doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm being serious. Like, that makes zero, absolute zero sense. Chris Pratt as Garfield? Bro. Like, if anyone should be Garfield, it's Nick Offerman, dude. Chris Pratt, bro? Dude, I I don't know what's going on here, folks. Something something is wrong here. Something is very wrong. Very, very wrong. And then today, today, this is our final bit of movie news, final story of the day. Uh, today, we learned that a potential Donkey Kong movie, solo movie, was in the works. Uh, and it will feature the voice of Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. So this will uh, technically be a, a spin-off of the Mario movie. <laughs> like, that's my terrible impression of Seth Rogen. Like, uh, oh God. What, um, what is going on right now? What world am I living in that Chris Pratt is voicing Mario and Seth Rogen is voicing Donkey Kong? And now Seth Rogen is going to get his own Donkey Kong movie. Like, I'm all for it, but I'm just very confused. I am just very, very confused now. Are we going to get a voice for King K. Rule now, too? And for Diddy Kong? Like, is Jay Baruchel going to be Diddy Kong? Because that's, that's the only thing that it we can have. There's only a few options for Diddy Kong, Right? Jay Baruchel, or like Zac Efron, because he's friends with Seth Rogen, and Jonah Hill has to be King K. Rule. That's the only thing I will accept. That is my fan casting now of, of how this movie plays out. And with that, 
we're done. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, this was episode 181, 182, 182 of Nick's Nerd News. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, check out nicksnerdnews.com where you can listen to the show right in your browser. For, or if you prefer to listen to us on the go, you can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast pages. While you're there, check out our social media tab so you guys can follow us on your preferred social media platform of choice. Of course, we are on Instagram, we are on Twitter, we are on Facebook. Thinking about maybe doing some TikTok stuff, I don't know yet. Um, but check us out there, post a lot of fun memes. Not weekly anymore, um, just just because uh, it's a lot of work. But uh, I love to interact with you guys there, so come join me there if you like. Uh, and then also, of course, shout out to, to the 101 League. Follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, um, on Twitch. Follow them. That's where I shoutcast with Ramsey. We do Super Smash Ultimate on Fridays, Super Smash Melee on Saturdays, and FGC Night on Thursdays. I am not on the mic, but I am there. Uh, but big crowd to support. They do Guilty Gear Strive tournaments and Dragon Ball Fighter Z tournaments on Thursdays. Um, come out too if you guys want to play. That's at Panels. Uh, comic book coffee bar in Oceanside. Register at smash.gg slash the 101 league. With that, I will catch you guys on the flip side.